Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to rate and review us and subscribe on Apple iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Amazon Music. Still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but please go and do that. It's Jay. It's Willie F. It's another day in this American paradise. What up? What up, people? What up, world? Whoa, whoa. I need you to take that optimism down turn that into some pessimism maybe some realism but i prefer some pessimism bro just be saying that shit sound fake it felt fake like i didn't i didn't mean that at all like i didn't what's up world no that's not me at all but uh <laughs> anyways i just wanted to do that to be funny hey did you know that this weekend is the anniversary of the dc sniper shootings i did not know that yeah yeah what was on a rampage man i think he killed i think he did he kill 10 and wounded like a few others well i'm not even why am i asking you you don't know i, I didn't know but it was yeah. anniversary no yes yeah, anniversary. i think it had it was in 2002 man i, I was i was still in school um 10 people were killed and three body. others were critically wounded yeah yeah and, and you know who the main target was right I do not know who the main target was. Baby mama. His baby mama. Baby mama. He did all that. Yeah, he did all that as a distraction to 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 get to the lat to the final to the to the final execution, which was going to be his baby mama, because it was some it was baby mama drama. Did he? Did was he one of those manifesto type people? Nah, not necessarily. Actually, his his um. <sighs> I'm doing this on purpose, but go ahead, tell me the names. It's it's John Malvo and what's his sidekick's name? <laughs> John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo. So Lee Boyd Malvo was the the leader, right? He was the he was the main guy, correct? Yes. Okay, and, and so the younger guy, what was his name again? John Allen Muhammad. John Allen Muhammad. Wait, so no, John Allen Muhammad was the older guy. Oh yeah, he sure was. Malvo is the guy that's kind of he's still alive, right? Yeah, Malbo's thirty-five. Damn! Oh shit! It, he, yeah. His sentence was life imprisonment. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. He was around my age at that time. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, and I'm just going off. The, I'm just going off the dome here, and uh, for all those that are interested, the reason that this was people try to people try to classify this case as a serial killer case, but it really wasn't a serial killer case, based on the fact that although it was strategic it was actually quite random because the killings were a distraction so he can get to the baby mama. And I think it was like a custody dispute uh, that just just went the wrong way. And obviously the younger guy was manipulated by Malvo and Malvo was uh, 
I, I believe Malvo had military experience. You know, he he was he was he was in. I don't know if he was in a Marines or an Army, but he definitely had military experience. Um, the car that he committed the crimes in was it a Chevy Nova? Does it say it in there? Uh, uh, no, it, it doesn't get that. It was a Chevrolet Caprice, I think. It's a movie. It's they made a movie. It was real, real low key movie. wasn't all that great, but it got to the it got to the point. But the, the the name of the movie is named after the car, which is fucked up because I'm pretty sure they'll they'll never be able to remake that car again. <laughs> but um, the, the 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 reason I bring this up is because I just feel like we were talking off air about how how people will will kill for their kids, people will kill for their girlfriends, and people will kill for their wives and their boyfriends. And I just I just feel like saying like. I feel like this is a unique case in that sense where people just need to realize, man, don't be, don't, don't mess around with people's lives, like people's personal lives. Like, don't, don't home wreck, don't, whatever motivation you have to like interfere with what people have going on in their personal lives. Just understand that you not only know, you don't know what people are, people have going on in their heads. You don't know how many screws are loose in a person's head. So just, just be careful when you mess around with somebody's home life because. Once again, man, people are people are a sniper rifle <laughs> through a trunk door away from fucking your shit up. And um film was entitled Blue Cap- Blue Caprice from 2013. Yeah, Blue Caprice. There you go. Yeah, so they'll they'll never make Caprices again. Chevy, I don't know if Chevy had any was an uproar about it, but a lot of people probably don't even know a Caprice is a Chevy, so niggas out here really really young. But um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. It was definitely an interesting time. I think that was one of the one of the few cases that I felt like was was pretty unique. And I think that around that time, you can kind of sense the media getting more and more of a fascination with violence, because I think I think the OJ situation and Rodney King situation definitely set shit off. But I definitely think that after 9-11 and in the back door with the DC snipers and then the anthrax shit, I think that 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 media obsession with violence and instilling fear in people was deaf. That that those type of cases really were like alley-oops and they just constantly kept setting the tone. But yeah, you were you were what, a ninth grader, eighth grader at that time. So yeah, you wouldn't pay attention to that shit. You was trying to fill up on some little girl. Wow, that sounds so bad when you t- say that to adult me. Adult you, yeah, adult you though. You're an adult now. But yeah, like to to your to your point, it's and, and and in my younger days, I have come across situations where I wouldn't say my life was threatened, but there was some implications of violence due to me talking to somebody significant other, and you know, you just never know how far those people will go. Like we always will see the, the women that'll, you know, catch their man cheating and they whoop the other woman. And we sit there and we think, well, shit, why ain't she beating that man up? Your brain doesn't operate in a, a, a logical way of saying, oh, he's the perpetrator in this just as much as this other woman is. Like a man doesn't think that the woman that he's with is a perpetrator just as much as the man is that she's perpetrating with. Your brain doesn't work logically like that. So when you come across something like that, you just react in rage. And that rage may be a cussing out. That rage may be fisticuffs. 
that rage may be you getting stabbed, that rage may be you getting shot, that rage could cost you your life. So, as you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be 100% real here. I, I'm the type of dude that, like, when you talk about fisticuffs, like, I, I actually, to be honest with you, not to sound crazy, like, I don't mind fighting. I actually enjoy fighting like if people like wanted to like put on boxing gloves and spar with me i actually would enjoy that i don't i don't mind that i find it respectable and it's 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 a good exercise you you find that respectable but you're not fighting over no woman exactly and and i'm gonna be honest man like when it comes to my life i definitely have a that shit it crosses my mind every time when I see street fights, bro. Like, I'd be sitting there like, damn, like, I know some nigga finna be out here shooting, bro. Like, that shit crosses my mind every time. And I'd be like, damn, if I get shot on some stupid shit, I'm gonna be mad. Especially if I'm just watching, just on some world star shit. I'd be like, damn. Every part of me wants to sit and, and just be a spectator, but I'm like, niggas be out here wilding nowadays, and it be over some of the most trivial shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, just imagine, you know, you just chilling at a gas station and you getting shot at because a dude mad because he can't see his kids and his baby mama keeping his kids. Like, like, bro, like, seriously, that's how wild it is in these streets. She keeping it's your really kids from you because you started dating somebody else and she don't like that. Dog, it could be that simple, dog. And nowadays it's something as simple as I seen that dude name in your DMs. So I'm plexed up with that dude, but I ain't plexed up with you. That shit wild to me, dog. Because it's always like, oh, I actually know this nigga. This ain't some random nigga you done came across. This is some nigga that I actually know or I done met. And that's just a whole nother trigger. Like you couldn't go, you couldn't go get a new nigga. You had to get a nigga that I know. <sighs> yeah, man. It's tough, man. I, that's why I, that's why I say, man, it's I wish I wish more men really I wouldn't say I would, because, like, I feel like women operate off of a, a own group preference. Like, I feel like women may hate each other. Like, women will hate each other. They'll despise each other. But if it's something that brings about the sole benefit of women, all women finna jump in and click in on that. They down for it. They riding for it. Because they, 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 they look at self-preservation in a collectivist mindset. Dudes ain't like that. Males... You don't catch a lot of males that are for all male preservation. Like, I feel like you have so many discrepancies within the male species. Like, you you have you have classism within the male species. You have ageism. You got, you know, oh, that dude's an incel or that dude's a Tyrone or a Chad, and just just all these different types of you know dynamics within the male species. And it's like, bro, at the end of the day, we all we all men. We really should be riding for each other, but we really don't. And that really sucks because a lot of times men are only met riding with men that they connected with. Like, I mean, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. It's like, I ain't gonna lie. Like if I see a chick that's just out and about and I'm chopping it up with her and then somewhere along the line, she tell me she got a dude and I'm looking like shit. I don't know that dude. You know what I'm saying? But it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. For men, it should be like, well, you got a dude. Why are you sitting here talking to me? Like, we should automatically have that mindset of, well, you got to do, well, out of respect for that dude, I'm going to stop talking to you. But we don't roll like that, no. Like, we never have. Like, it's always just been like, fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And that sucks. 
That really, really sucks. I hate that we're like that, but once again, I'm guilty of it. And it's it's almost just like the way of the world now. Like dudes just don't stick up for each other enough. And and it really starts from like it probably starts from elementary school if you want to be real about it. But uh anyways, man, I feel like we need to kind of brighten up the, the beat of the episode is since the intro was something good. Um, when, when was the last anyways, time we talked about something good? <laughs> I know, right? But hey, man, I feel like something good was you getting to be uh, Uncle Jay for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Uncle Jay to the extreme for a couple of weeks. I know you talked about it a little bit, but I mean, when you as it concluded, like, what were some good things about young P-Town being over there? I mean, it was it was for for what it was worth. It was good to have the company, you know. It, for sure. Even though you know, conversating with an eight year old isn't going to get you much, but at the same time, it takes a lot of the seriousness out of my routine. Like, ah, like okay. there's a, there's a, there's a purpose for everything that I do, and it's typically serious. Like, yeah, of course, you know, sitting down watching TV, you know, there's really not a purpose other than relaxation to that. But for the most part, it's like, all right, you know, it's, a, it's the work that I'm doing that's serious. It's the working out that I do that's serious. It's the, the chores that I do that are serious. And then, you know, I have P-Town here and it's like, hey, we're going to make ice cream sundaes. That's what, that's what, yeah. that's, that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go um, to the Whitewater Center and, you know, ride mountain bikes. You know, that's, that's what we're going to do. Like, it took a lot of the seriousness out and kind of, kind of made you enjoy the moment. And, you know, we had our hectic moments and our hectic times. But then it's like at one point she just kind of walked up and she just gave me a hug. You know, just no reason. Just randomly gave me a hug. And it's like, okay, I see what people like. I get it. Like, you know, just that little moment took, you know, however, seven, eight days of us being frustrated with each other and going back and forth. But she just walked up and just gave me a hug. You know, it's like, cool. It was worth it. Do it all again. Good. That's good. That's real good. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. So, what what you said about the Whitewater Center? Uh, come on, man, you gotta hit us. What is that? All right, so out here in Charlotte, they got the Whitewater Rafting Center, and it's just like a place for all kind of outdoor activities. I think starting next month, they even turn it into an ice skating rink. You can go ice skating, but in the, in the warmer months, you can do basically a pseudo um, whitewater rafting experience. You can do a kayaking experience. They have mountain bikes. They have zip lining. Um, they have some tr- nature trails you can hike. Like it's just a whole outdoor design area, and also they have like a little cafe, and you know you can get drinks there. So you can just come and spectate, or you can come and participate. So which which is pretty dope. So we we went and did that, and that was that was that was pretty cool. She thought she was about that kayaking life until she seen people go underwater, and they had to struggle to get back over. And she was like, "Oh, I don't want to do that. Like I thought I wanted to do that." In the UK, swim. Okay, I can't swim, but the water is probably three, four feet deep at the most. Okay, thank God. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, okay. I was like, we can do that, but I want you to be fully aware of what's going to go down. Dang, she understood too. So we sat there and we watched a few people do it, and then she goes, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's just ride these bikes." <laughs> Fear is a universal language, bro. A, a, a young eight-year-old can see trauma, traumatization. She's like, oh, those people don't look like they're having the best of a time. It looked fun until now. 
Yeah, exactly. And they, even an eight-year-old can see that. So, so basically, what you're saying is that if 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 you were to get, be out there in December, there are things to do. It's just at the 25% rate right now. Or is it 50% out there? Yeah, I think I think we're at 50 now. And so hopefully by the time December comes around. But we're still at the point where it's like at 11 o'clock you have to stop selling alcohol. So basically uh-huh. at 11 o'clock there's no reason. After 11 o'clock there's no reason to be out and about. Okay. Okay. Okay, young alcoholic. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm, uh, but I'm saying like. The, I got you. The bars and stuff, they're going to close because it's like, shit, we ain't making no money having y'all in here because y'all ain't buying no more alcohol, so might as well shut down. <laughs> Especially if they don't serve food. We did, we... Now, if the ones have tra- transitioned oh, yeah. to serving food, I mean, they probably keep keep it going for a little while longer. But, you know, I watch, yeah. I watch a lot of Bar Rescue, and they always say, you know, alcohol consumption leads to food consumption, so. Definitely. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Just like smoking dope, smoking weed. Yeah. 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 So we so we did get out for we did do some socialization for socializing for for Trey's birthday this past weekend. And going into Houston was interesting because I definitely thought that the restrictions were going to be a lot heavier. And just actually just getting out and realizing that 75 percent looks like 100 percent to me. But um, (laughs) hey, let let them tell it. Did Um, you go look for the capacity sign and be like, okay, let me do the math here and then say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred. Too many people in here. No, but I can honestly say the one place that didn't let us in, I feel like the only reason they didn't let us in was because it wasn't going to be comfortable. Because the place, the establishment was small anyway. I feel like they might do that year round on a regular basis before the lockdowns, because the place is it's just, it's just not that big, uh, from what I saw. But anywhere else that could have a pretty much a full room, they had full rooms like they were packed. Like, but then again, you gotta. I I, I still have to accept the fact that there are a lot of people still not going out. Like there are a lot of people that are like, hey, I ain't messing with it. I'm chilling. Like you're not gonna get me infected. Like I get it. But for the most part, in Houston, a supposed hot spot, places were pretty turned up. I feel like places were turned up to the point of I was shocked to even see lines. Because I feel like if we're in this so quote-unquote pandemic, I would think that I would see maybe a few hundred less people. But once again, it looked fairly normal. So that just gets me to believe that when this stuff eases up and they say things are open at a hundred percent because, and just a disclaimer here, because I always get people asking me the same question. When do you think masks are going to go away? I don't believe masks are going to go away. The fact that I believe masks are now officially a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. I believe that places that feel that they are helping to flatten the curve, they have no reason to abolish the mask eventually they may not be as authoritarian about the mask, but two years from now, I still believe that 50% of people walking around going into stores will wear a mask. I believe a mask now is a part of our culture. I believe those first 90 days of dealing with masks were a culture shock. That was it. But for the most part, I do believe that masks are here to stay. But, and I also, I believe masks are here to stay just as much as somebody using a gps and you your gps yes when i first started driving i used to use a map i used to i (laughs) I used to have an atlas map a big ass yellow map 
that I got from a gas station. I used to use that shit faithfully until Garmin's came around and I started using the Garmin. And then eventually what happened? We're all using GPS that are already built into our phones. Mm-hmm. I believe masks are going to be like that. So therefore, when shit opens back up to 100%. Oh, go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, how many years ago was it that it was um, that they stopped smoking restaurant? Probably... 10, 15 years ago, because I thought I went to, I went to lunch with my mom and I was like, man, when, when was the last time you could smoke in a restaurant? Like, it's been a long time. Man, when you talking when you're talking about a smoking section specifically, that definitely I want to say that that was during the Bush Cheney era. I remember re, 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 learning about that when I was in school, like and that was like a big deal. So I want to say like between like maybe like 98 and 2005. That was like a big deal. Like they were like implementing the the smoking sections because I want to say in the early nineties, you could pretty much casually smoke anywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. Like they wasn't tripping. I mean, you already know, like shit in the fifties and sixties, they used to promote the hell out of smoking. You can just be sitting there watching your favorite cartoon with your kids and they finna in the middle of the cartoon, they finna be like, Hey, make sure you go grab some cigarettes. (laughs) That's just how it was back in the day, you know. But um, and and look at us now, look at us now. Like when you, you when you look at trends, and you look at how when you look at trends and you look at how shit just kind of eases its way into the norm. <laughs> you like you got to be there to experience it and remember. It. Like me, I'm always gonna remember how at one point of time, you know homosexuality was damn near taboo. Like, if you're watching something from the early 2000s, yeah, you may have a homosexual character, but it wasn't blatant in your face. Mm-hmm. Sexuality wasn't in your face in the early 2000s and late 90s. Now, you got people walking around looking at that shit like, like huh, it's just, there's no shock value to it. It's normal to them. And that's just how it works. That's how masks are going to be. So, to get back to the point, yeah, I mean, me personally, and a people probably wonder why the hell I'm talking about this because we're trying to get this birthday shit together and uh, me personally I wouldn't mind coming out to Charlotte because I never been I've never only the only time I've ever been to Charlotte was you know on a connection on a connector flight but you did mention Denver but I sent you the picture of Denver <laughs> you see how it is <laughs> I mean but that's what you expect from dinner that's what you expect from for, from Denver in December and it's uh, it, it's October, but yeah, granted, I mean it's just gonna be worse. <laughs> they said my homeboy said they went from uh from uh what basically um forest fires to to snow in a matter of in a matter of days, and I'm like wow, that just lets you know that the climate is just off the chain. But I did not know that Denver got the same forest fires. I guess since they're not the magnitude of. California, they don't you don't hear about them as much. Man, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know if I mean I've been I've been busy on the blog lately, but I learned something new today. Um, it's called the Paris syndrome. Did you did you see that one? No, I had Paris syndrome. I've been checked yeah, out most I, of the I, day. I know I can be. Yeah, I, know, I mean, uh, I, just to simplify what the Paris syndrome is, the Paris syndrome is it's this. It's basically this disappointment with the city of Paris. <laughs> like it's the, it's, it's not what the movies are realize, when you get there. Man, it's not. And people, when they experience that, 
they go into this deep funk and they're like, damn, they just kind of out there. And they like, fuck, like, I mean, there's there's been reports of Paris being extremely dirty, smelling like piss half the time, um, just not living up to the expectations. And I, I hear the same things about New York. So um, when you say that, you know, Denver is not in the limelight, I would definitely, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I really feel like it's it's like that on purpose because Denver is not, Denver is known for certain things, but not to pull the identity politics card, but like, I feel like Denver is marketed in a way to where a lot of black people wouldn't want to go there. And then when black people finally go there, they're like, they appreciate it mm-hmm. because Denver is nice, you know, but Denver is not marketed in a way where it's like everybody needs to come here. But low key, Denver is, to me, Denver is like, Denver's like Austin, you know, or Seattle or, 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 um, not necessarily in San Francisco, but like they're pretty liberal, open cities, pretty diverse. But once again, I mean, that, that climate part of it, that weather part of it probably makes people not want to come, but, it's actually if if you don't have to experience snow year round and you just going to Denver to experience that snow for a few days, it's not that bad. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like you just need to be prepared for it. Don't be out there in vans. Make sure you got boots. <laughs> did you learn that lesson in Pennsylvania? Sure those. Yes, I did learn that lesson in Pennsylvania. And that's and that's also a nice city too. You know, I mean, you ain't finna see that many black people out there and. It's not. It's not a whole lot to do out there, but everybody's everybody's nice and kind, and and it's a pretty. It's a it's a pretty. It's a pretty town. But mm-hmm. when it snows, it fucking snows. When the moose <laughs> come out, the moose come out. You know what I'm saying? But the, but the moose don't come out out there. I forgot. I forgot what weird animal I saw out there. I was like, damn, I ain't seen one of those. But anyways, yeah, it's definitely not a mainstream city. It's a mainstream city in the sense of everybody knows Denver, but it's not a mainstream city as far as you're not hearing a lot of people talk about it in, in, in front and it's not a tourist. It's not a tourist town, which personally for me, for my birthday, for my birthday week, I would personally like to go somewhere other than a tourist town. I like to just go somewhere random. That's why I like Charlotte sounds fun, but I'm pretty sure Charlotte finna be snowed up too. Actually, we didn't get any snow last year and the snow that we did get didn't really hit till February and it didn't stick. Like but right before we went to Puerto Rico, oh, it was okay. snowing here. Oh okay, I remember it snowed. I remember you told me it snowed, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't know that it it wasn't. Um, Cause you've been out there what? You gonna be a year next month? A year this month. Oh okay okay. I thought it was November. Now okay, I got okay. here. But yeah, one one. Yeah, I got here September twenty seventh, last year. The twenty seventh. Yep. Damn, I didn't know that. Okay okay. Well, anyways. That's a, that's interesting. Well, I, I feel like that was a bright spot. We talked about some. We talked about some brightness. We brought we brought something good. I hope I hope that works for you guys. Um, now to return to now the let's, darkness. Let's let's return to the dark side. <laughs> um, we never talked about. <laughs> we never talked about that situation, bro. With old girl that came out to Houston. Uh, that was like kind of stood up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I just I know that's an old situ old conversation, but. I just remember like looking at that shit again because like somebody sent it to me off 
off of Instagram and I was just looking at it again. I'm just like, you know, online dating is always a little risky, but one woman thought she met a nice guy after being introduced virtually by a mutual friend. This woman's name was ja- Jasmine Tree. She was from Fort Wayne, Indiana. She was 23 years old. 23 years old. Uh, she apparently owns a baking business. Uh, she spent about $380 on a, on a plane ticket. Once again, she came out to H-Town. Um, fortunately, she knew somebody out there. But I just want to point, point out again that she's 23 years old. Mm-hmm. 23 years old. Like, Let me put that in the notes. Jay, I don't know about you, though, but 23 is young old. as fuck, though. 23 is very young. Duh. 23 is young as fuck, man. And... Everybody listening to the show right now probably already knows about the situation. She basically got what they call what the what the millennials call ghosted. And before I jump into her story, I'm just gonna say something. I want to ask you a question. What do you truthfully define as being ghosted or ghosted? Like, what do you have to do to ghost someone? I think it's just a disappearance without rhyme or reason. If you just simply disappear and don't tell a person why or anything like that you just you ghosted them and it i don't i don't i want to say it's particular to potential relationships or the beginning of relationships but at the same time i think you can ghost a couple of acquaintances i don't think you ghost your friends but you can ghost some acquaintances but just to say i would just sum it up as saying disappearing with no rhyme or reason or no explanation for your rhyme or reason okay okay I've gotten to the point where I feel like the term ghosting has been used a lot too loosely these days. Um, I need Russell Wilson to throw five touchdowns. But anyways, um, so in this particular story, let me, I don't want to cheat the people listening. So let me see if I can get to the, to a part that just, uh, yeah, and I'm taking this straight from the story. Okay, this guy Jamal lived in Texas. He invited her out on a date. Uh, she's 23 years old. <laughs> like that shit's just wild to me. She's 23 years old. All right, so she arrived at the airport and she discovered she had been stood up, and now she's stranded in Texas as Jamal had promised to pay for her flight home. So that's an expensive ass ticket. I, I want to point out because that's just 380. That's 380 one way, but I'm guessing Fort Wayne. No, being where it's at probably doesn't have the biggest airport. She probably would have been better off driving to O'Hare. But um, anyways, um, uh, somewhere along the line, some travel advice for you. Um, she said something about all my messages were sending to everyone apart from him, so he obviously blocked me. And I want to say that one. I want to say that one more time. All my messages were sending to everyone apart from him, so he'd obviously block me. I didn't hear from him all morning, and once I landed, I called him, but I realized he'd blocked my number, and I was panicking. People from the group chat were calling him, and he blocked them as well. Wait, hold on. I hate to be this. Huh? Go go ahead, because I, I, think, I think we're going to the same direction. You want me to finish? Just no, no, no. Go, finish, your point, finish your point, what you were going to say. I was going to say, I feel like the active blocking, I feel like that part really constitutes the ghosting because I feel like he wants to disappear. I feel like he's actively disappearing. He doesn't want to be seen. He can't be seen. He can't be contacted. I mean, get your Ouija board out all you want. 
You're not getting a hold of this guy. You are officially blocked. He's actively ignoring you. I feel like that is the true ghosting because you said disappear without rhyme or reason. And I'm just trying to figure out what actions need to take place in order for it to actually be a ghosting. I feel like in the past, I may have ghosted one or two people because I'm actively not wanted to be contacted by that person anymore. But if I just full on stop talking to somebody and don't reach out to them anymore, and even if it was a gradual thing, and they probably sense, oh, he ain't talking about nothing no more, but you still have access to contact me, I don't think that that's ghosting. Uh, that's just me personally. I feel like some people just, they grow apart. So every time you grow apart from somebody, you ghosted them? Or do you actually have to go, like, that, that's my point. That's really it. Okay, so we weren't, we weren't, we weren't sure. going, we weren't on the same point because I was like, wait, you're in a group chat with this guy and he stops talking to you. First of all, who are you in this group chat with? Like, and did you reach out to one of them and say, hey, have you heard from Jamal? Yeah, I talked to Jamal earlier. Oh, he haven't hit me back, but I'm finna go and fly to Houston anyways. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, like you said, like you Go ahead. No, I'm about to say, we could be on this this one story for a long time, but you just said something else that I've been thinking about for a long time. Like you, I, I'm assuming she gave his number to other people in a group chat she was in, and they all tried to reach out to him, and he blocked them as they reached out. But like you just said, like I'm trying to figure out who this mutual friend is that introduced y'all. Because yeah. what you, like, like, where did this nigga Jamal come from? Like, does it, can anybody vouch for his existence? But go ahead. And also to to what you said. Um, damn, I forgot what you said actually. But uh, yeah, um, if it's a gradual kind of, oh yeah, we used to text every day. Then it, you know, once a day, hit or miss. Hey, stranger. Like, I don't consider that ghosting. I consider that just, you know, just naturally going two different directions. Like, there's no hard feelings, you know. Hey, we thought it was something. It just started to die down, whatever, what have you. I don't see that as ghosting. But, you know, like you said, to take the steps of blocking someone. Actually, if I block you, am I really ghosting you? I guess if, if there's no reason for me to block you, I guess. If we haven't had an, a falling out or something like that, and then I, I just one day just decide that I'm going to block you, then yeah, I could consider that to be a ghost. But if we fell out and to me and my feelings and my emotions, it was just too much to overcome. And I decided to block you. Then I would, I would hope that you know why, but some people don't. So, I mean, I guess okay. it's, it's levels to it. I guess there is levels to it. And I don't even want to go to urban dictionary and even figure out what they determine is ghosting. But I also saw a Reddit story. And for all those that followed us on Instagram, every now and then we used to post Reddit stories. And I found a Reddit story on the subreddit, the Bumble subreddit. And there's always gems on the Bumble subreddit if you want a quick laugh. But there's this one that I found. It's called Deleted Member. And this, I think it was a guy. He was like, just thought I'd post here. Matched and was talking to a girl on Bumble for three days straight. We had a hell of a lot in common. We're laughing and joking at each other's messages and sending pics of our drawings that we've been doing. Woke up to a notification saying I had a message from her this morning. It was just a normal reply to the message I sent last night. Go to reply and see that it now says deleted member under her name. 
I know on these apps we truly have no idea what else is going on in other people's lives to make them delete without saying anything. And as a guy, I know I have no right to a response or a reason to know. It just kind of sucks. And then some people chimed in and said <laughs> her boyfriend made her delete the app or boyfriend or husband definitely made her delete the app. Um, I would even say that that was ghosting. Three like, days? I felt like after those three days, she disappeared. Like a ghost, like she ghosted him. Like, I, I just feel like that kind of makes sense because once again, you cannot reach this person anymore. You have no way of contacting this person. The Ouija board wouldn't help. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I'm just like, I feel like that makes sense. I mean, I think you're you're saying like you're saying three days. Like that ain't enough time. Yeah, to me, like, like three days is like y'all ain't, ain't know each other. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all ain't know each other. You're on a dating app. You know, you talk to somebody for three days. You know, you're trying to see if they'll catch your interest or keep your interest, and they don't. Yeah, okay, whatever. But I mean, according to him, everything was going well. According so, so why to just pick him. up and delete? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because I, <sighs> one man can think everything is just peaches, and then. His partner think is rotten apples. That's tough, man. That's tough. And then that's when we start talking about communication. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode is about me trying to figure out what ghosting is officially so I can go to sleep at night. Knowing that (laughs) if I decide to ghost somebody, I'm doing it right. (laughs) Maybe you need to send out a text message. This is me officially ghosting you. After this, after you receive this message, there will be no longer, there will be no more communication between us. I hope that you have whatever life you're supposed to have. <laughs> that's that's a very polite ghost. That's a very, that's a very, very polite ghost. That's a respectable ghost. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I'm not gonna figure out the, the answer today, but the fact of the matter is, I just, I just thought that the whole ghosting trend was was it's it's interesting man because i do feel like when everything is so heavily virtual i feel like technically ghosting somebody is easy i mean you may want to ghost somebody you work with how do you ghost somebody you work with if you if you actually go into work at an office all the damn time like if you technically like stop talking to them and stop walking past their desk or something like are you ghosting them like i feel like that would be harder to do anyway because Y'all are in physical spaces together, and that's rude. But to lose interest in somebody and then feel like, you know what, I'm not going to be texting them all the time or reaching out to them anymore because I just, there's no point. It's, I'll text them when I need to text them more. I mean, I'll tell them happy birthday every now and then, but for the most part, I mean, I, I guess in a sense, I just feel like the, the term ghosting is, it, it's vicious when you really think about it. Like, that shit's tough. Like, that's, that's a tough word. Like you're like, damn, like you're basically saying somebody's dead to you now. I mean, that's, that's basically what it is. I have, I have, you bring, you're bringing no more value to my life. Which that's fine. It happens. It definitely happens, but I don't know, man. I just, I just thought that was interesting, man. Just thought that was interesting. I, I guess, I guess in a sense, we we all it's it's a it's a consequence to 
that's just one of the I'm not a consequence, but it, I mean, there's there are pros and cons to this new virtual world, and this new virtual world definitely has it to where, you know, you can't get too comfortable with people that you don't that you don't come in contact with often. It's that simple. But um, yeah. Anyways, like I said, I know I'm not gonna get the answer today, but one day <laughs> hopefully somebody reaches out to me and gives me the answer. Uh, I also like to say that I hope that this Jasmine Trig- Triggs girl realizes that at the age of 23 that she doesn't have to be that aggressive about meeting Mr. Right. I feel like she still has a... I, I, I wouldn't want to be one of those people that say, oh, you know, girl, you got 20, 30 years left. You know, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say maybe if you got to force it, maybe if you got to fly across the country to find Mr. Right, then um, you may want to rethink no, no, no. That no, situation. No, no. I mean, because you've been telling me I need to go to Wyoming. Go ahead. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> Wyoming <laughs> but... versus Houston, Texas. Listen, listen. Hey, any women listening right now, if you're not in Houston, Texas, do not come here trying to find a man. Please do not. Yeah, don't go to Houston don't trying do to that find a man. That's, that's, that's counterproductive. Like, don't be stupid. Like, don't go to a big city trying to find Mr. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's not. No, if if you're gonna go, um, and Fort Wayne is not like a podunk town. Fort Wayne is, you know, Fort Wayne is a fairly large city in my opinion. And at the age of 23, I'm pretty sure she hasn't explored Fort Wayne to that depth. So all I'm saying is, you gonna fly out then, fly out somewhere that's not, in a sense, party central. Like fly out to somewhere where you know you may get actual, like I tell you, Wyoming, you know, jokingly, but. I feel like you're going out to Wyoming and you're flying out somewhere where you may come across people that move a little bit slower. They're not they're not exposed to the same type of violence and pot, like sexual liberation. It's just it's probably a lot more chill and you can focus a lot better. You're not focusing in Houston. You're not focusing in Atlanta. You're not focusing in L.A. or New York. Those places you don't go to places like that to focus. You go to places like that to lose focus. It's that simple. So uh, yes. my advice go would be go, go to Wyoming, go to South Dakota. My advice would be um, book a fucking round trip ticket. Get your money up front. Don't be Don't oh be he's, he's gonna pay Straight for up. he's gonna pay for for my flight home. I mean you're a business owner, so I know you know when you need to get back. Go ahead and book. Hey, I'm booking a round trip ticket. This is the total price. Let me go ahead and get your cut. And if he's not trying to get you your cut, then obviously you don't need to go. And I know a lot of a lot of women will be like, you know, if he ain't paying for the whole ticket, then you don't, you know, you don't need to go anyways. And, you know, I understand that. And, you know, I understand you broke bitches like to think that way. But when you're trying to get into something that's mutually wow. beneficial for both of y'all, you come to compromises and collaborations like that. No, man, they ain't trying to hear it. A lot of these women out here, they, they're not trying to collaborate. They're not trying to compromise. They want to be. They want to be taken care of and not put anything in. If I'm pouring into your cup, you got to be able to pour into mine. And if this is a first encounter, I'm supposed to shell out all these funds for you and you just going to come out here and exist for a long weekend or something like that. That's not setting a good standard because you just going to come out here and exist. I done bought you this round trip ticket. What was it? 381 way. So we're looking at seven, 760 round trip, roughly 760 round trip. And you're going to come to Houston and you're not going to give me that ass. Excuse me. Say what? I mean, I'm I, I mean I'm wrong to have those expectations, 
But at the same time, you want to be wined and dined for nothing just because you're a woman. When, when, when has a man become like, oh, you got to treat me this way just because I'm a man? If you say, if I tell you, you got to listen to me just because I'm a man, how long is that actually going to last? And I'm not shooting. I'm not shooting slugs at, at somebody. Home, I'm shooting slugs at anybody. Hey, straight up, bro. I mean, it's real, real shit, though. I mean, I saw a tweet the other day, and uh, and I said I agree with this tweet or disagree with this tweet, but I will give my opinions on this tweet based on what you just said. It says men are tart. We should accept mediocrity from women, and if we desire anything more, something is wrong with us. Women are taught that they should expect the exact opposite from men. Royalty. And if they accept anything less, something is wrong with them. Hashtag make it make sense. I mean, you basically just said it, you know, and I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 100 here. It'll take a lot to, it'll take a lot for me to drop 760 on a person that I, I don't like, like I'm splitting the bill with somebody that I don't know on a ticket to come see me. I'm not even talking. We're not even talking about like having sex. Like, like that's, Let's knock that to the side. It's like, what are you truly coming out here for? That's the thing with me. It's like, you're coming out here to do what? You're coming out here to explore? And you're coming like, because this is my thing. If you're truly interested in coming to see the city, regardless, they come and see the city. But don't make it seem like it's my duty to help you come see the city if you are already interested because once you because once again once she came out there she had a friend out there anyway so she was able to enjoy herself a little bit regardless yeah she had to buy her own way back but i just feel like that's a weird arrangement because it all comes back to now when it's my turn to come out to fort wayne do i get that same treatment and you are you gonna or am i gonna come out there you're gonna pay my way back you know it's just to me it's just to simplify what I'm saying, I feel like the contracts that or the verbal contracts between men and women in these type of situations don't make sense. No, they're they're stupid. They're they just they have loopholes in them, and there's really truly no certainty. the The communication is bad. Like I said, sex aside, what are we here for? What are we doing? Like, why are we doing all this? Like, low key, why don't we just meet in another city? You know what I'm saying? Like. You ain't gotta come to Houston. Let's just you because you come to Houston, and I'm guessing you're thinking that you're gonna get free free room and board. It's like, like okay, like I, I mean, that's the like. Is it that serious? Like, you can go to a cheap hotel. Like, it ain't that serious. Because once again, if you truly want to come out to Houston, truly want to come out to Charlotte, you don't really have to stay with me. You know what I'm saying? You could do that, and then I could just be you know, the cherry on top to you visiting the city and you could come out here and, you know, hey, like, we, we can link up. But I'll know that you can easily come to a city where a woman lives and be like, hey, I'm in your city. And what's the first thing she gonna say when she's not interested? Have fun. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Have fun. Have fun. You know, like, and that's, and, and she's 100% in her right to do that. That would be my same thing with the woman that comes to the city, you know, low-key, unannounced. I'm not saying that this woman did this, but I'm just saying, like, it's the same energy. If I happen, if you happen to come to my city and I got time for you, okay, cool. We'll meet up, but I'm not obligated to kick it with you. And that's, the, that's to me, that's the common sense social contract between men and women these days. It says everybody just, 
flying around everybody's city like that. I mean, if we're doing it like that, once again, if you come into a foreign city that you've never been to, your mindset should be to enjoy that city low key. Because if you really just want to enjoy that person, y'all really don't have to meet in the city that they live in. Y'all could just meet somewhere else, meet in the middle ground. Yeah, could have went to freaking St. Louis or something. Make a nice little weekend trip out of it. Hey, I'm in a, I'm in a different city. You in a different city. Let's do something. Go to New Orleans. Like, because once again, I mean, if you live in Houston, I mean, shit, you want to travel just like just like you. Like, like even with your birthday weekend, like, yeah, you could easily stay in Charlotte, but that's kind of the point that you want to travel. You don't want to stay in Charlotte, possibly. So you want to go somewhere else. That's perfectly fine. That's 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 how I look at this situation. And once again, I'm going to point out again, she's 23 years old. It really shouldn't be that serious for her to be trying to meet Mr. Wright at 23, flying 1,500 miles. Like, 23 years old, I would still say, you know, enjoy life a little bit, have a little more fun. She was 26, 27. Maybe I'll be thinking a little differently, but at 23, a business owner, man, enjoy your life. You're a 23-year-old business owner. Enjoy your life. You got a whole, you got a, you got a whole lot of other stuff going well for you. Don't don't be worried about. I mean, you know. Exactly, exactly. To say to say that you know you shouldn't be worried That's about companionship is you know a little contradictory. But at the same time, and this is what I've been telling a lot of people: what's meant to happen is going to happen when it's supposed to. You, you won't miss. So hey, work. Focus on your business, getting your getting this stuff together right now. And shit, love might just stumble upon you. The last thing I'm gonna say is. As a 23-year-old business owner, you're enjoying your life. Because like you said, I'm not saying don't don't think about companionship, but as a 23-year-old business owner, you willing to travel to another city to meet somebody, I'm going to say it once again, just pay for it yourself. Come to that city with the intentions of enjoying that city. Do not come to to another city with the intentions of meeting Mr. Right. Because even after that, you got to start asking yourself, okay, I'm in love with this guy. I want to make it work. Okay, how's it gonna work? You about to you gonna leave your business in Fort Wayne? He gonna leave his job in Houston? Like it's a lot of logistics work? that goes into that. That far yet? Exactly. So oh, that's all I'm saying. So once again, you're doing all of this shit. Now there's gonna be steps after this that are gonna be involved. So once again, you might as well travel to these other cities you might as well plan these plans with the intentions of enjoying those cities rather than trying to meet mr or mrs right enjoy life man like straight up and i, I, and I, I think like that's too many people that are go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say it's too, it's too many people that are just like overnight changing their mind about things that really it, it takes a life it takes a lifetime of thought like I feel like people that truly want to be married and have kids, I feel like by the time they're in their early 20s, like, that's the plan. They 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 own it. Like, that's what they want. They're trying. Like, you see it in them. You feel it. Like, that's their personality. I, and I feel like, you know, everybody's not, everybody doesn't luck up. It don't happen. I get it. But, I mean, you you well into your 30s and, and you, you overnight think to yourself, oh, I need to settle down and get married. I mean... <laughs> You get what you fucking deserve at that point. Well, go ahead, Jay. <laughs> like, I, like I was, I was kind of to echo what you were saying. A lot of our generation's focus, and I, I don't know too much about the generation after us, but I would say a lot of our generation's focus is the: if I'm not happy, I'm depressed, and if I'm, 
and I'm depressed because I'm not getting the things that I want out of life right now. I'm not making six figures right now and I don't have a significant other right now. And we're not in the process of starting a family right now. And we're that instant gratification. And we've said this numerous times, instant gratification. We want it all right now. And we haven't put the work in and you, you don't know yourself enough to, to have these, you know, to have the six figure salary. You don't know yourself. You don't know your craft well enough. You don't know yourself enough to, to keep a stable relationship. So therefore you bounce back and forth between a lot of people. You don't know yourself enough to know that you can not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and financially bring another life into this world, but you want all these things right now. And I, and I, and I'm speaking from experience because not only am I a client, I'm the president and CEO because I think and and equate what I have right now to the things that I want in the long term. And right now, they might be goals and in long term, they might be reality. But you got to understand that reality and goals don't happen in the same space. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I'm just, I guess I, t- I told myself I was going to do this a lot. But I'm gonna have a self-reflect. I had I had a self-reflected moment earlier this week, and I think that to a degree, I just think to myself like, do people realize that it's it's never it's never a bad thing to be serious, like like to get serious. And I feel like sometimes I just be like looking at people, and I'm like, bro, are you ever gonna get serious? Like, and 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 when I say that, it's like. Are you are you gonna get serious about pursuing what you really want? And when you choose to do it, are you going to regret doing it or like procrastinating it in a sense? Or are you going to be be fully in? Or just like because because I think everybody wants to be serious, but I feel like people bullshit their seriousness. And I'm just like, I've gotten to the point where I've realized that I have a time a pair, uh, I do that sometimes. And I'm just like, I wonder if more people are realizing that, like, if you, I'm serious, like, if you're really serious about something, like, what you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. Straight up, like, what you gonna do about it? Like, it's, we, we gotta stop talking. Cause I really feel like you bring up, you know, society being, in my opinion, what I would say is easily depressed. I feel like mental illness has been romanticized to the point of me being, it, it's hard for me to take people that are mentally ill serious because, I really, it's really hard because people who live in this state of victimhood to the point of wanting attention so much, I don't know what to think. So that's why I like, I always kind of have like a little bias towards people that talk about going to therapy. Cause I just kind of look at them like, like, are you seriously going to therapy or are you, you going to therapy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a big difference. I think, I think, I think people actively want to get better. Mm-hmm. But then I think people want to look like they're trying to get better, and I think that <laughs> that is a big. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a huge issue with today. Like there, and I really feel like the people actively trying to get better are in the minority. I feel like the people wanting to look like they're trying to get better, they make up the whole. Like they make up the majority. Like. <sighs> Have you ever, when you put your mind to something, I'm not saying it's going to guarantee you success, but I think when you truly put your mind to something, success is a lot closer than it would be if you were bullshitting. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people 
I think a lot of people have a hard time with getting better because they be bullshitting. It's it's those oh my I'm gonna start working just, out tomorrow I'm gonna start working out Monday type people. What was I got thirty minutes in me, and then tomorrow let me see if I got thirty minutes in me, and then just gradually like but it's like okay I'll, I'll start Monday. This is gonna be my last weekend of drinking heavy. This is gonna be my last you know weekend of eating bad, and it's like. Why why do why does it why does it have to extend through this weekend? Why don't you just stop now? Just stop now. So hard for him, dog. You got a generation of bullshitters, bro. And like it's I really said, I'm not I'm not sitting on, on a on a high and mighty spectrum and judging people. I'm just asking, you know, the why. Like and and I called myself out on my own bullshit. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not doing this because you know I'm just bullshitting. I could easily be doing this. I got all nothing but time and opportunity, but I'm not because I'm bullshitting. I'm not serious about it. And for for a change to happen, you got to get serious about some things. That's 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 my self reflection. I'm, I'm serious. Like that's that's what I realize. I'm like, do I really want this? Okay, let me get serious. Because if I really want it, I'm gonna get serious. Mm -hmm. If I don't, I'm not gonna get serious. It's that simple. And I realized that a lot of people around me talk about being serious about things, but they're just talking about it. They're not actively trying to be serious about it. It's a big difference. And it's a scary thing when you realize that people feel like they gain more out of being bullshitters. Because I really feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't have, they wouldn't get the attention that they get if they got their shit together sooner. Because once people are flying high and, and they on a high horse and they doing good, they tend to not need certain people anymore. Nope. It's just, a, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just. A... As soon as you fall off that throne, you're back to where you. I'm not even gonna say where you belong, but you, you're back to where you came from. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah started, started from the bottom. <laughs> and now I'm you back. <laughs> and now I'm back. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, like you said, man, not on a high horse trying to beat people up or anything. Just just point out the fact that, you know, things will be a lot different. I think the thing that really brought this to my attention was when I was like, I think I was listening to another, a podcast that we did recently, and I, I basically said something along the lines of, you know, maybe a, maybe a red flag. Maybe um, I said something about the, the honeymoon stage being a red flag. And I just started thinking to myself, like, yeah, the honeymoon stage may be a red flag, but I don't think people take red flags serious. We joke about it all the time, and that's a problem. Like, what's the point of even recognizing a red flag if you ain't going to take it serious? You don't take that's it like serious until after, after it's like burnt you. Like, you just, just going to keep your hand on the stove? <laughs> like, the stove is it's, it's pretty hot. It's burning. It's scorching. It's, it's, it's hot red orange on that bitch. And you just got your hand on that. You ain't trying to pull your hand off of it. Why not? You're not taking that shit serious? Oh, side note. This, has nothing, that, this has nothing to do with anything but something to do with everything. Um, on Netflix, watch the David Letterman interview with Kanye West. And they actually do the Sunday, the Sunday service version of Ghost Town. Shit is lit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that's been on there, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I just put it on as background noise, and it was just running through some stuff. And I don't know which season I'm on. It was just talking, but yeah. Oh, okay. I know Kim Kardashian was on there recently, right? Right. Yeah, I watched that one too. 
But um, yeah, like it like, was on Joe Rogan. He was trying to be on Joe Rogan. I think they ended up canceling that. I think no, no, he of, was on there. It, it, oh, it came out yesterday. Oh, they got it done. Um, yeah, right. three hours. Yeah. I got time. I'm gonna check it out. Kanye always trying to do something. But go ahead, bro. Oh man, Kanye is always trying to do something. But um, yeah, it's it's goddamn Kanye. But like, like the thing with the red flags is, you don't you you see that they're red flags, but you like, I know, I know I, that should have been a red flag. No, it's not. It should have been a red flag. It was a red flag, and you decide to overlook it, and that is okay if you make that decision. But you got to take that accountability with that decision. It's like, yeah, I knew I was getting into this situation with baby mama, baby daddy drama, whatever, what have you. But I, I looked through it. I looked past it. Yeah, now this nigga done shot me, you know. And I know it should have been a red flag when the nigga said that I'm going to kill the next nigga that you with, but. <laughs> Dog. They don't take you serious, man. Like, it's crazy as you get older and you realize that you are older. Like, you are at the age where people are, like, taking other people's lives over shit that you would never think they'd be taking people's lives over. Like I'd be watching the news sometimes and I'm like, damn, that nigga my age. And I Mm -hmm. just start to realize like shit, you know, I I may be young at heart, but it's people my age that are out there that got, that got, that got bodies in a basement. It's people my age that, that are at the top of their organizations as general managers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this ain't this. I'm not a child. We're not children. You know, most people listening to this podcast, we ain't children, bro. Like, low key shit, you twenty five plus, man. You at that, you at that, you at that age range where anything is possible. Like, shit, you could be in Paris right now. You know what I'm saying? You could be, you can be um in in Cancun, shit, or you can be in McDonald's. You know, working a drive through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just the reality, bro. Like, you you out there in this world now. Like, you free to do what you need to do to survive. You're free to do what you need to do to just merely live. And um and even with all that, <laughs> are you serious? Like, you know, is this what you want? And I really feel like so many people, man, I can't even tell what they want no more. Cause I can't I can't I'm not a mind reader. So if I just if if I just go based off people's actions, then man. I'm pretty sure I'll be in for a world of hurt because I really believe that a lot of people do things that they don't really mean to do. Just, you know, that's just, you know, people people are hella impulsive. Hella impulsive. But, uh, Bruh. Anyways. I, I, have, I have at least three <laughs> cars under my belt that fall under impulsive. Bruh. Have, have, you, have you found the, the new vehicle that you're looking for? Nah, I, I'm I'm chilling. I, I got I got okay. frustrated too okay. easy and I was like nah I'm just gonna chill. That's good. That's good. That's that's a sign that you need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. You need to chill the fuck out. But uh, speaking of uh, impulsivity and in Paris, um, <laughs> I remember I posted something about um, topless protest in Paris. Uh, feminist activists hold flash demonstration at a museum, and I posed the question: um, Are nude protests seen as peaceful and are they effective? And I'm going somewhere else with this, but I do want to conclude on this note because um, it's just something that uh, it's something about nudity that it's interesting now. Um, and I'm before I, I mean before you answer the question, you remember the question I just asked you, right? 
Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm just basically asking you is, do you feel like these new protests that have been happening for years and years, do you feel that they're effective? Do you th- do you feel that they mean anything? They do anything? They change anything? But before you answer, I want to say this. I think for a long time, when when you see when I saw nudity, like it was it was arousing. It was like pleasurable to see, and it was like, oh, okay, this is this is this is cool. Like this is unique. This is something that. I only get to see when I'm, you know, being intimate with a woman. Uh, oh, yeah, I get to see this. And it'll kind of get you excited. I can honestly say that when I see nudity now, it's very lackluster. And it's almost unimpressive. But I feel like people that get new now, I'm starting to feel like there's a deeper reason to it. And I'm just sitting there kind of like, well, if you want to get naked, go ahead. Because I feel like it's gotten to a point where a lot of people that go to nudity as whatever form of expression it may it may mean to them, I feel like they feel like that's the only true way that they can feel seen. And I brought that up because I, I never realized that, that Cardi B photo that was going around, I didn't know that that was a new photo. And I just have to just be like on Google like they were saying something about um the internet was going off on her areolas and then she had basically explained to them like they, they became that way because she breastfed and I was like sitting here like damn so she was just on a streaming whatever streaming service or social media platform like in the nude is that right am I tripping here is that correct what what her story was that she was trying to send that photo to her baby's father and accidentally posted it to her story. Like she was trying to show him, look how how, how my nipple and areola has changed because of the be- breastfeeding or whatever. She asked, this is her story. And she, so I have to take it as fact. So she accidentally posted it and she, in efforts to think that it would stop it from posting, turned her phone off. And then try to contact the person who has her social, who basically runs her social media account. And it was up there for three minutes or so. And people were able to see it and screenshot it. I mean, don't look at me. I'm telling you her story. I'm not making it up. Oh, no, I, I'm just, I'm just, hey, I'm, damn, that's. That's, that's that's pretty pathetic. I mean, personally to me, it's pathetic. But um, like they take it as fact. But I didn't even read all that. I just once I read that it was an actual photo and wouldn't it wasn't Photoshop. I just automatically jumped to my conclusion of like, I don't know what she got going on. I don't know what she going through. And anybody that that's out there that can relate to what I'm about to say, like I really feel like she's possibly going through something and regardless of whatever bullshit excuse she come up with I truthfully believe that the only real way that Cardi B feels seen is when she's naked or when she's half naked and I'm starting to realize that that is that 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 reigns true for a lot of women these days and I think you know it's scared it's scared to think that once once something that was once was held as you know intimate and private it's it's used as a it's used as almost like a 
um, how do I say? It's almost like a a, a blowhorn for for people to be like, hey, look at me. Like, I, I need y'all to see me because I feel like this is the only way I'm noticed. I just, it's just scary, man, because, I mean, yeah, we know Cardi B is this huge celebrity, but it, it, it's definitely it's definitely something interesting, man. I, I know I had posted an article on my blog about how this this woman says that, you know, going nude cured, cured her depression. So um, when I saw that, that definitely was like, man, you know, a lot of times you think, you know, women are just actively getting naked like this, that you think they just, you know, they're sluts or they're, they're, they're fast. But a lot of times, you know, like I said, maybe they just want to feel seen and they don't, they don't feel like people notice them unless they do something edgy or provocative. But, and okay. even with, and now, even with her, she spun it and she was like, you know, you, you, you said this, how you react, but then you was like, well, yeah, I don't care. I'm a stripper. People see my titties, my titties all over the internet. I don't give a fuck. So it's kind of like, you know, I know. Which, how do you really feel? Interesting. Okay. But like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad you told me that story because I, I didn't know about that part. But uh, like I said, man, just to just, just conclude, how, how do you feel about nude protests, man? What do you think they bring to the table? What is, okay, the purpose of a protest is to draw attention. And so, yeah, true. To, to draw attention and to show disapproval. When mm-hmm. you protest in the nude, I think you're only bringing attention to your nudity. I don't, I, not your cause or anything. I mean, like you take the Peter people who are, you know, laid out naked and you they splash red paint on themselves to, to reflect dead animals. Uh, okay. Yeah, kind of. Not really. Because I'm still only thinking about, wow, y'all out here naked. Y'all wild. Like, that's, that's, that's my only thought. I'm not thinking about, damn, I'm finna stop buying bacon. I'm thinking, y'all just out here wilding. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, I mean, to me, to me, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think it solves anything or draws attention to any cause other than the cause for your body. Like if, like for instance, um, if they did the slut walk nude, I it wouldn't encourage me to, you know, like you know what? As a society, we do shame sex workers and women by calling them these derogatory terms. No, you're out here butt ass naked. That's where I, that's where my train of thought goes, and that's where my train of thought ends. I feel like it's reasonable to think like that. To be honest with you, I mean. I feel like how would uh, they call it a slut walk and they use the term slut to embrace the fact that they're proud of being sluts and it's like whatever you call us a slut we finna still be out here half naked naked and, and we're demanding respect I just don't think it works like that and I know I know you know somebody out there that's you know, heavily active on these scenes feels like, well, what suggestions do you have? I mean, I guess my main suggestion is just to keep trying other things to find out what works. Because, I mean, in a sense, that's that doesn't work. Because, like, I've been seeing these nude protests for years and years, and the only thing that ever gets highlighted is the fact that it's a nude protest. I don't even know what that nude protest was about in, in Paris. I have no idea. They were just in a, in a museum. And and for the, for the, for the for those of you that don't know this, children go to museums 
kids go to museums pretty much probably more than adults do. And I don't think I would want an eight or a nine year old or a kindergartner or somebody in, you know, in grade school to be in a museum and they're just in a hole just trying to figure out how to make marshmallows and then you come in that hole half naked. Like, <laughs> what you doing? Like, what you doing, man? This is we. I mean, even in the art museum, like, they just in here just trying to get some, trying to learn about Van Gogh. And you in here butt ass naked. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me because now you really act, you, you really on some pedophile shit. And I think that that's wrong. But, I agree with you, man. I think I think the whole the whole new protesting is is partially ineffective. But I'm gonna do a little more digging to see if if new if new protesting has ever brought about any type of change. But um, other than that, man, I don't mind getting into words of advice and um, cycling this episode down. But as we cycle down, remember rate, comment subscribe and if you're on SoundCloud listening don't be afraid to drop a comment give some feedback let us know how you feel uh, other than that Jay you got any uh, you got any words of advice for the people or you want me to take it because I need to go to my phone first um oh well if you need to go to your phone first I'll go ahead and take um, words of advice because um, I'm just going to be very simple about it because I think and again, speaking from experience, I think a lot of things are are overthought, and you try to you try to see the moves ten steps ahead, and you know try to understand and 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 calculate and and manipulate every situation to get the best possible outcome. And like we've said at this in this episode, that people just need to try to focus on being happy. Don't try to focus on being right. Don't try to focus on making the right career moves or anything like that. Just try to focus on being happy. Just focus on being happy today and let tomorrow figure itself out. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, man, that's perfect. That fits in exactly what I was going to say. I seen this this quote that went, you will get there. But right now you are here and here is wonderful. And um, it was it, the quotation ended with walk the earth. And I just felt like that was that's that's perfectly said like you are where you need to be <laughs> like you know just pl- playing your next move and hopefully your next move is, is your best move but you are where you need to be and and count that as a blessing because you could be six feet but um yeah man it feels good to be back I almost forgot we had a podcast but uh, come on dog <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you're back in your in your city city of charlotte that is um i don't know how to, i don't know how your panthers did today i didn't i didn't, I didn't look at that game they but, lost um, 24 to 27 damn that sucks okay but shit man uh, yeah I'm, I'm just i'm not gonna talk about your other team um i gotta get but, uh, i gotta i, that, I need man, to go to rehab i gotta kick bro, those narcotics hey man I, it, 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 shout, shout out to your homeboy man your homeboy flaco aka uh, Brandon Hagen's man. I had somebody sent me something on Instagram, and I had to go on there real quick. And I was just like, let me let me scroll real quick. And I see that dude. I was like, oh, this dude, he he too fly for me, man. He had to put, <laughs> put down the light skins real quick. Like, okay, Flacco, I see you. I, 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 I said, I said, you got a beard and now your chest out. Who are you becoming? Oh. 
I saw that. I was like, this is exactly why I'm not on this app no more. Because I can't, <laughs> I can't contest with these type of niggas, man. They too fly for me. Yo. Can't, can't keep they up. Too fly. Can't hold a candle to that boy. Flacco Hagans. I can't, I can't keep up. I ain't gonna try to. I ain't gonna try to. But shit, man. With that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening.